Grasp the Bible is a podcast of Spring Baptist Church that walks through selected books of the Bible, verse by verse, as well as spends time exploring biblical ideas and topics to help you understand and apply God's Word in your daily life. Pastor Dale Stein of our Klein Campus will be leading each week's podcast. This is our 116th episode, and we are studying Psalm 73, and the title sounds like something that my kids would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So before we get there, first, I want to say you guys are in the presence of something different. He is now Dr. Stein. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling the whole world. Thank you. And uh, and so congratulations. Thank you. Um, people may, we're, we're, you know, just really quick, tell them what it's in, how you got it, and why you did it. Just just for a second. I didn't, I didn't tell them we were doing this. Yeah, so it's a doctorate of ministry in expository preaching and teaching from Liberty University. And I got it because I just felt that the Lord was calling me to continue uh, to my uh, educational um, um, endeavors. So that's where he led me. And I've loved every moment of it, but I'm glad it's done. Well, very, very good. And this is actually quite fortuitous for all of this because I think it's now more legit. Mm-hmm. Led by Dr. Daryl Stein. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to say it like that all the time. Dr. Daryl Stein. Wow. I can follow you around and do that if you want. Um, no, I'm good. Thank okay, you. Okay, good. Yeah. So let's jump right back in. Psalm 73 and the title, I feel like my kids might say this. Mm-hmm. And what is it? That's not fair. Have you ever heard that at your house? Only a few times. Only a few times. Me too. But I don't think we can say that it's just kids that say this. Oh, no, not at all. Mm -hmm. And our society really, really tries to make everything fair. Yes. Mm -hmm. Fair. Like that. So let's jump right into it. What we're trying to do here is we've listened through the pastor sermon, both live, Mm -hmm. and then later we kind of listened through it. And then you're kind of going, hey, here's an idea that we just want to kind of discuss and go deeper. So what is that idea today? Well, there's this man named Asaph who writes this psalm. And he's looking around at people in his society and he's seeing the quote unquote good people suffering. And it seems that the bad people, they're getting away with everything. And he's basically going on this rant against God saying, this isn't fair. You know, do, do you see what they're doing? And if you see it, why aren't you doing something? Is it that you simply don't care about any of this? And he's getting really frustrated. Um, because he has the, this wrong perspective on what's going on. So I think you and I, we can look around at things going on in this world and we think, oh my gosh, here I am trying to live this life that God calls me to live. And I just have one problem after another, one bad situation after another, something's going on with my kid, something happened at work, the car breaks down, the pipes break at, at the house, all these things. And we think, God, is this the reward I get? I look at these other people out there and they're living these lives that apparently are not Christian, but I see all these great things that appear to be happening to them. So what's going on? This isn't fair. This isn't right. And we have this sense of justice based on our own preferences or our point of view. This is one of the most often asked questions as a pastor when we go into counseling, right? Mm-hmm. Why? The, the first one is why do bad things happen to good people. Yes. And mm-hmm. the second one is, why do good things happen to bad people? Mm-hmm. So let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah. We talked, was it 
two weeks ago about God's grace. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, and, and then I think, you know, a verse that hit me when I was editing that we didn't talk about the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Right. The, the, the Bible says that. And so I think that we, we have to talk about that portion of it, but then let's talk about kind of God's sovereignty and faith mm-hmm. and how that plays into it from a Christian standpoint. So let's start with that idea of why does good stuff happen to bad people? Okay. So again, as you said, God allows the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. God in his mercy still shows goodness to people who are far from them. And I think one of the reasons he does is to display his grace and mercy to all his creation. And with the hope that some of them would see that and, and turn to him. Um, and I think for us as believers, we need to be very careful not to get into this mindset like the, the, the other son, not the prodigal son, but the son of the other one. I've done all these great things for you. Where's my reward? Mm. And if we're not careful, we can get to say, God, I live this way for you. And is this what I get? Basically demanding that God reward us for good behavior. And that is where you find Asaph going with all this. He's getting bitter. He's like, look, I've done all this for you. Where's mine? These are the people who are getting mm. theirs. I want mine. So I was at a men's retreat a million years ago leading worship. And there was a CEO and his son, who was a CEO. They're both CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. And we were just, it was a men's retreat to good godly guys. And we were just talking about different stuff. One of the things that the son said, he said that comparison is a joy killer. Yes. That when, because sometimes we compare ourselves and we think we're too good, that makes us egotistical. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we think we're too bad and that makes us kind of depressed. The goal is that we can't um, compare ourselves to other people. And I think that's one of the pitfalls that leads us to that, woe is me, why is this happening to them, not happening to me? Mm-hmm. We're comparing ourselves. Right. Because we don't know God's plan. Some people would say, like, for instance, some of the pagan kings that God used in the Old Testament, whether it's Cyrus or whoever, he used them to free God's people, to protect God's people. Well, he had blessed them at other points so that they could be in a position for him to use them as well. Mm -hmm. So not only do we have to like go, yes, we want them to see God's goodness and maybe they'll turn, but he often uses those people to do things for his people, mm-hmm, right? for his purposes. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to put out of, of our mind this idea that we understand everything. Yeah, and, and think about it. As a parent, sometimes you'll have a, you one of your children say, this isn't fair, this is stupid, right? Something like that. And we have a different perspective. We go, you don't see the situation as I do. You don't have all the facts. and. So many times when we look at things and we call out to God and, and, and I can't help but God's thinking, you, do, you have the wrong perspective. You're not seeing this in the way I see it. And so Asaph does a, this great thing. He takes his complaint to God. He's like, here it all is. And then by spending that time with God, he realizes that this, um, these blessings, these, things, these people seem to be getting away with. They're all temporary. God has already set them on this slippery slope. And so they may enjoy life for a season, but destruction is coming. They will be swept away in time. And so 
God is leading Asaph on a path towards righteousness, on a path that leads to him, and allowing the wicked to go down a path that goes in a different direction. And so once he sees God's plan at work, his whole attitude changes. And that's the thing is that when we gain proper perspective on the situation, that's when we can truly appreciate how God is working in our lives and in the lives of others as well. I love that. And I've said it before, and I firmly believe this, whether it's our kids or us, humans pretty well only learn through pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I think God uses these examples to show us what righteousness should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think a lot of times we start to conflate or jumble up what the world says is good with what God says is good. Mm -hmm. And so he has to use these moments to teach us. Now, we've talked a little bit about why good things happen to bad people, why bad things happen to good people. That's Mm -hmm. a hard one. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're sitting there, someone's lost a loved one, um, dealt with job, loss, health, all sorts of things. Those are hard. We've probably talked about that a lot. But let's talk about this. How do you keep your eye on God in these moments? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, isn't that kind of the key? It is. And you said it earlier, which is we need to have the right point of reference, the point of comparison. And so when we look around and judge our lives by the lives of our friends, let's say on Facebook or social media, and we, it's so easy to look and go, oh, they're on their third vacation this summer. Oh, look, he's got, he's got the perfect wife. Or, you know, she's got the perfect husband or they're, they're, they're 2.5 kids and their dog, they're perfect. They never fight. Look at all these great things. And we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't see the fights that they've had. We don't see her posting how she goes to bed each night after drinking lots of alcohol just to numb the pain of what's going on. And they show the pretty face to the world and we don't see what's going on behind the scenes. And so. Like you said earlier, comparison is the thief of joy. So we need to quit comparing our lives to the lives of others. Because if we want to play that, 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 that game, if we want to have that approach, then let's compare our lives to those who live in the slums in Africa. Okay? Now who has the good life? Mm. We are living a life that they can only dream about. Our worst days can be better than their best days over there. So. Just like Asaph had the right perspective when he got alone with God, we need to get alone with God and then just pour our, our, our feelings out to him, tell him how we're feeling, but then also to look back in scripture and to see God's faithfulness over and over again. And, and here's the thing, God never promises us a life free from difficulty, free from hardship or anything like that. Um, and, and here's the thing, I, I'm actually glad God is not fair. If we want to play the fair game, which I don't want with God, no. right? I know what I deserve. And I am grateful that God is not fair because he gives me so much that I don't deserve. Well said, well said. Now, as we do, we talk about the ideas, but let's not walk away without an application point. Mm-hmm. Because really, at the end of the day, it's great to understand these principles and theology, but 
God wants us to put that into action. Mm -hmm. So what does action look like with this principle in mind? I think it goes back to understanding really what is good. And we need to look at it. it, And when we spend time alone with God and we pray and asking him for things, sometimes there are things to us that seem good that God simply doesn't want us to have because he knows Mm -hmm. uh, that that if he gave us that thing, whatever it is, that it could draw us away from him, that thing could occupy our attention, or it would prevent us from something else that he wants to do in our lives. And so it's always seeking God's will, spending time alone with him, reading his word, seeing how he's worked in the lives of his people through the past, and then always be in communication with him and finally trusting that he knows what's best in a situation. And it it may not make any sense to us at that time, but maybe later, or maybe this side of heaven, it will never make sense to you. But on the other side, I think we will understand those things. So again, it's always seeking God's perspective and not ours in those situations. A great word, a great word on that. I think we would all be a lot happier (laughs) if we spent a lot more time seeing things God's way. Yes. I also think our world... And our churches would be a much better place mm-hmm. um, when we see ministry, when we see life through God's lenses. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when Jesus said, and I've said this before, but that, that idea, not my will, but yours, mm-hmm. um, the hardest words that can be spoken by anyone. Right. You know, it's easy to say, Lord, I give you all of my sin, because who wants to carry their sin around, right? Mm-hmm. Lord, I give you all of my heartache and my brokenness. Lord, I give you all of this, all my money, you know, even you're like, okay. But to say, at the end of the day, the only thing that I, that I truly own is my will. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I truly can hold on to in my soul and no one can take is my will. And sometimes it's the last thing we give God. Absolutely. Is, is, is our will. Well, awesome. Well, it's been a great uh, time talking on this. Uh, Psalm 73 is a little heavy. Mm-hmm. Now, as we walk away from this, do you have anything you just go, hey, before we walk away, before we hit stop on the record, one last point. You got something swimming around in there? Yeah. So it can be easy if we're not careful to think that God is singling us out. You know, oh. God, you're punishing me again for this. Oh, I'm the only one going through this. More than likely, people aren't broadcasting their problems to the world, right? Uh, on social yeah. media, they're, they're not saying how horrible their life is, right? And so it's good for us to say, you know what? Um, I understand that there is pain in the world. I understand there's adversity in this world. I look back and I can read simply just through the Bible, through Paul's life and all the affliction, everything he endured. And he was, he was in God's will. But all these bad things happened to him. But again, what seemed bad to him, like Joseph, right? You meant it for good, but God meant it for, you know, meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And mm-hmm. so we need to seek God's perspective in those things. And remember that, that he, if God did not spare his own son, okay, to save us from the faith that we deserve, then surely when adversity comes in our lives, it is not meant to punish us but rather to shape us and to mold us. And I think that's always the perspective we need to have. A great word, a great word on that. Now, thank you for joining us today. Mm-hmm. Now, next week, what song are we jumping into? So next week, we're going to be in Psalm 8. 
looking at how God is mindful of puny people like us. Yeah, I'm pretty puny. <laughs> well, very, very good. Well, we really look forward to that. Thank you for joining us today. As, as always, make sure that you like and share this on whatever platform, whether it be YouTube or one of the podcast platforms. Let us know if you've liked this. I'm, I think it's still working. And uh, no, we haven't gotten banned from YouTube. So not yet. So I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad. Hmm. You know, but but uh, we'll definitely look into it. Um, it's been a lot of fun for us. Thank you again for joining us. Join us next week as we continue to grasp the Bible. <laughs>